0: I feel really blessed to be um, sharing this puppet today with my mentor, with my, you know, my, my coach, my friend, and my pastor, Luke, uh, Deva. So it's for me, it's just such a such an honor to share this puppet with that, with her today. And one thing that I also learned, I'm not going to apologize for my accent. That's right. Not at all. Great. Not at all. Not at all. Because actually, I speak two languages. And some people that just cannot even speak one. So no apologies for my accent, and I never apologize for my accent, my English accent at work at all. And it's not going to be today. All right? So uh, we are living in a society today that is really putting a lot of pressure on women. That it's really a great pressure that the media, the media is imposing women today, to be very skinny, to be tall, to be beautiful, to have a perfect hair, to have a perfect weight. Those are the standards that the world today, the media is imposing in women today, and this is creating a very dangerous psychological damage. In the women today, we—if we look around—we're going to see that the eating disorders are just increasing, increasing, crazy, and serious cases of consumism. Like everybody, you know, uh, women wants to spend in general in beauty, lots of money, lots of money. The female audience is really the target that the devil. Is looking to really destroy and using the media. This? We take a picture. Before we post, what do we do? We, we put filters, right? We edit. Okay, any women here take a picture without any make- makeup and then post it? All right, men? You're also using filters. <laughs> oh, yes, you are. Oh, yes, you're also using filters. So, so that's, that's what the media is imposing today to everybody, all the audience, especially women. And I want to share some statistics with you because these statistics are very scary. Ten-year-old girls have dieted at least once. Ten years old. Look around you and think about the little girls that are less than 12 years old that look at themselves in the mirror and say, I don't like myself, I need to be skinny. They go to school and they feel ashamed of who they are and they start dieting. Also, 8 million people in the U.S. are fighting a life and death battle with eating disorders. It's 8 million people. So when we look at these statistics in here, very scary. People are dying because they are rejecting themselves. Over 15 million, million cosmetic procedures were f- performed in the U.S. alone in 2015. I was too scared to find the statistics for 2018, but it would, probably we can double that. We can double that. And this is not... Uh, procedures, medical procedures to you know to to cure something is to fix what they think it's wrong. This is the thick a very, very scary. Today the women's body is exposed to so much pressure. This concept that we need a perfect body is really uneasing the society today. And it's not intended to really Uh, make the quality of life better. It's actually producing more and more anxiety and and self-rejection. And if we think about it, how, how evil this is, that's the plan that the devil have in place to destroy the true image of the godly women and the men as well. Because when we think about Diets. when we think about pills, when we think about those powerful drinks, I'm not just referring to to women in here. We are referring to men as well. And my sermon today is not about telling you not to take care of yourself, not to do anything, because we are God's temple. We need to take care of this body that is God's temple. But what I'm saying here, it's not to change who you are. And that's what we're going to be talking today. So most women... They spend so much time with this friend of mine in here. They look themselves in the mirror. Oh, so much gray hair. Oh, I'm not going to work today. Oh, no, 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 no. I need to go to the salon right now. I'm not going to travel this way tomorrow. Are you kidding me? Oh, these dresses make me so fat. Ah. Uh. I think the other shoes will be better with this clothes, Deva. What do you think? I don't like this. Yeah, oh, my makeup. Oh, it's horrible. I don't like, I really don't like what I'm seeing. This is the scenario that most women are living every single day. We look ourselves in the mirror. We look at our body. And we don't like what we see. And we are really not pleased with that. And what's happening today is that we are listening to wrong voices. We are trying to replicate others. We are losing a true identity. We are looking to to be like the famous, right, the rich and famous. I want to have that body. I want to have that face. I want to have that dress. But it's mostly about being somebody else and not being yourselves. Is everybody with me here today? Right? All right. So let's take a look what the scripture tells us about this godly, the beauty of the godly women. So let's all read here, if you can read together with me. Your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles, and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is the great worth in God's sight. Wow. I don't know how many times I have read this text, you know, especially this week. Uh, But before we go through the text in here, I want to give you some context. One thing that I've been learning... Since I started attending the English service, is how amazing these preachers are. You know, I really enjoy every every Sunday, just drinking from the fountain and and seeing how much they spend time preparing the Word of God. And I'm learning, I'm learning. And as I was preparing this, I you know of course Lucas Pastor Lucas gave me some you know some tips. But I also remember that when I'm listening to all of you uh, preaching, you have a context on, on the text in here. And I want to give you some context what we are uh, reading here. So if you go back into 1 Peter 2, Peter, um, the Apostle, Apostle Peter, what he was preaching then on, on chapter 2, he was teaching that we have to obey government authorities and also uh, the servants to obey the master. And then he begins the chapter three, saying, "Likewise, if you know the you know what, what this means is, just like I said before, that you have to obey the government, right, and the servants must obey their masters, likewise, and then he starts talking about marriage. He starts talking about women, and then he says that you know. Wives need to be subject to their own husbands. And he also starts talking about how a wife needs to influence a husband when a husband is not actually a believer. Okay? And, and how her behavior will make, will change the, the, that scenario. Okay? So, what Apostle Peter was saying here is women, through your behavior... You can influence your 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 un, uh, your ungodly your men. Okay, so I want to define two words. I really like when I'm preaching. I mean, when I'm um, when I'm talking at work, <laughs> I love defining words, and I would like to define two words that I just said right now. I said behavior and influence. Let's take a look and hear what these two words means mean. Okay. Behavior is the way in which one acts or conduct oneself especially towards others. The response of an individual group uh, of on of an individual group or a species to its environment. Let's a, take a look at influence. So influence is the capacity to have an effect of the, on the character, development and behavior of someone or something or the that affect it's itself. So what means in here that again, our behavior will influence others. The way that we act will, will have an impact on somebody else's life. What this has to do with the message about being a godly woman or man, that our behavior, the way that we are showing ourselves to the world today will influence them for good or for bad. Right? So, and today, we are spending so much time trying to show the world what? The outside. That we forget to focus on inside. Because the inside flows to outside. We can, the beauty of the godly men and women today should not come from the outside, but come from inside. Yes. And this behavior will influence everyone around us. Everyone around us. And Peter, an Apostle Peter, on this verse, he was not condemning, condemning, using any adornments. Okay, so he was not. He was not saying, women, don't braid your hair. Women don't wear any gold. Don't put any fancy clothes. But you know that the society today, when they, they, when they look at this verse, you know some, how some of them interpret this, right? You know. You know what I'm talking about. But what, what Apostle Peter is saying here is that he was instructing the women that if you're focusing so much on your outside you might not influence your husbands to be godly men. Yeah. Are with me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. All right, so let's go back to the text now. Let's take a look again because something really caught my attention there in this text. When it says it should be, we talk about the beauty, rather, it should be that your inner self, the unfaded building of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. Throughout the whole week, I have to confess that I had really hard time, uh, time, understanding this this sentence there: gentle and quiet spirit. What this had to do with beauty? I was struggling. I was struggling throughout the whole week, and I just shared with Pastor Lucas this uh, this morning. I was really struggling. I could not put those two together gentle and quiet spirit. What this has to do with beauty? By the way, women were not created to be quiet. Yes, that's the point. (laughs) Right? I was like, ah, exactly. I was struggling. I was struggling. It was like, I'm not quiet. (laughs) And sometimes, I'm not gentle. You know what I mean? I was like, okay, God, what is, what is this? I mean, you got to talk to me, God. So I had my, my moment with the Lord uh, yesterday and, and, and just, a, you know, share something with you. So I took my husband to work in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning, and I had everything planned. So I'm going to get home. I'm going to do my daily office. I'm going to read my, my message once again. I'm going to read it. And then I'm going to get ready and come to church to make this beautiful uh, working here with my, uh, my amazing uh, uh, friends. So I had everything planned. And then I started doing my devotional. And then when I look at the clock, it was already 9.30. And I had to be at church by 11. Oh, also I had planned to clean the house. Overachiever. You know what I mean? Overachiever. Yes. So I get home at 6.30. I'll have coffee. I planned everything. Okay, I think people relate to me here, right? I planned everything minute by minute. I'll get home at 6.30, I'll have my coffee. I will do my daily devotional, devotional seven minutes, right? Yeah, seven minutes daily devotional. I'll read my four pages, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I'll clean the house. I'll stop by 9.30, 10 o'clock, quickly take a shower, and then go to church. Everything planned. When I sat down to be with the Lord... I really lost track of time and God spoke with me and God spoke with me exactly where I was struggling right here, gentle and quiet spirit. I was like, God. So what God was telling me there, that we need to be quiet to hear him because he talks to us often in the whisper. Do you remember this? You remember some of the, the messages we've been hearing, right? The sound of a whisper. That's what he says in first Kings 18:12. Uh, and it's in my heart that I have to seek this gentle and quiet spirit with him. And stop. EHS all over here. We have to pause, meditate, reflect. And contemplate. But we are in such a hurry. We have a schedule. Minute by minute. Day by day. That we don't pause. We don't reflect. We don't enjoy. We don't contemplate. The most beautiful creation of God. Which is us. We stop. We pause. We contemplate to see the leaves. To, see, to hear the birds. Right? To do everything. But we don't stop to contemplate. God's amazing creation, which is us, which is that moment with God that you lose track of time, that you let you know you allow the the, the spirit to talk to you through a song, through a a, a text, right? To another message that's how God speaks with us, but we are just such in a hurry to get this body of us at work all the time. That everything else becomes a priority, but but not the time to be with the Lord, to practice practice the gentle and quiet spirit. That's a change in behavior. It's a change in behavior that we need to work on, men and women today. And I am talking to myself as well. We need to change our behavior so we can influence others. All right, that's the gentle and quiet spirit in here because God will speak to us through the sound of a whisper. And that sound of a whisper, as we heard here so many times, it can be the silence, the silence. Just be there with the Lord and, and, and listen to him. So this for me, this yesterday morning, <laughs> it was mind blowing. It was exactly what God said to me. This is, this is what I want you to tell them, that that's the beauty. Because if we don't pause really to celebrate the beauty of us within us, we won't be able to celebrate anything else. It would just be fake celebration, really fake celebration. So through this process, if we don't do that, I have a tissue here because I probably i will cry at some point my message today because that's what happens all the time Uh, but that's okay Um, so through this process we need to really look into be like God to really look into this identity right but what's happening today that the world is really forcing us to be somebody else really losing that identity Lose, really losing who we are. That's nothing wrong to take care of this body. I love makeup. I love you know doing highlights on my hair. I really don't like my great hair, but that's OK, you know, but it's almost time. That's okay. It's good. All right. And I really like to dress up, but that's not my priority, and should not be our priority. We need to read. the problem really occurs. When we do not prioritize who we are, and then we change completely to try to be somebody else, and we lose this identity that we are talking about. And if you can change the slide, please. And then what do we do is we start doing to be accepted. That's what we do, right? And then we spend on what we don't have. Right? And then we start, we live to please others. That's what others thinking, think of us. And I wanna put this here because I think, you know, if you remember, we already had a message around this, actually just last week, right? The who and the what. And I actually use this in one of my workshops at work. I do. And when I use these three topics in here, talking about identity, I tell them, my colleagues, that. These are three masks that we use. The three masks. That's what, what, we, you know, what, what we do, what we have, what others think of me. Why do we, people wear masks? What is the purpose of a mask? What is the purpose of a mask? To hide something. To be somebody else. Right? To disguise. Right? So when we are so focused on being somebody else to do what people think of us, what we have and what we do, we lose a true identity. And that identity that the enemy wants to really steal from, from, from us. Because you know why? Because we are the image of God. And, and, and the devil wants to destroy that image. That's what, that, that's what the point in here. So sadly, unfortunately... That's how the world today defines success. That's how the world today defines beauty. And I am really humbled to say that God has used me in the marketplace to talk about strengths. And when I do the workshop around strengths, what makes your heart beat every morning, your DNA, what makes you really put your, your, you know, your energy into it, I make sure to bring the message of God just like this to my colleagues. And, and I can tell you that what God has been done through me into the workplace, I know he's just beginning. Amen. It's just a start. Amen. It's just a start. And, and I will continue. And actually, I already told some of my colleagues that I already have a, another workshop in, in, in development. Guess which workshop is? Today's message. <laughs> Today's message. Yeah. So... I would, I would just remove the, you know, the, the the scripture citations in here, and I'll make some changes, right? That's okay. But my true Christians, for, Christian friends at work, they they always text me or they always send me a message like, "You preach really well today." <laughs> so, which is which is really fun. So, I'm not going to give my testimony today. That's not today. I already did. Um, so, now that we spoke about losing our identity, I want to start focus now on how do we find. A true identity. So the media focus so much on the outside, and that's the devil's plan again. That when we go back into the apostle, uh, apostle Peter's uh, text, his really look if uh, the, his focus is to look inward, right? It's look the beauty that it's in you know your true identity. So the true identity, like I said before, it's about accepting you for who you, who you are, for what you do, and what others think of you. It's accepting. It's not being somebody else. So God, he's the greatest art- artist, and the Bible really reminds us of that. So m- some of you probably are you know, asking yourself, how do I find this true identity? What if I, when I look at myself in the mirror, as much as I put makeup and change my hair and change my clothes and shoes, I really don't like what I'm seeing. So what do I do to really find this true beauty, this true identity? I'm glad you asked. Because actually the word of God has a response for every single one of your questions. And that's where we should go because God's word is the source of the true identity. That's how we find true identity. That's where we can look at the mirror and be really pleased with what we, what we see. I wanna share with you four uh, five texts, five scriptures, that really confirm that. The first scripture that I wanna share with you, and I wanna call that God formed you. Think about this. When you think about your true self, when you think about your true identity, when you think about your true beauty, You Just think about this. God formed you. I love this text. I love it. I know you do. (laughs) I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, and I know that fully well. I praise you because you wonderfully and fearfully made me. So when I look into this word fearfully... What actually really means is actually translated from Hebrew. Eric is not here today. All right, that's okay. I'm not going to say in Hebrew. But what really means is to inspire all. God made us to inspire all. When you see something beautiful, what is your first reaction? Oh. Right? God made us to inspire all. Oh, he put us together stitch by stitch, piece by piece. There is no one like you. No one like you. It's interesting that when I do the strengths workshop, I will do the assessment too. And basically the result of this assessment outlines your five major strengths in order. Right? What's your first major strength? Second through five. And I've been doing this for several years, and I probably have more data than HR in my company. <laughs> and it's so interesting that when I put the, whole, the strengths results together, I do not find, I, to this day, anyone that has the right, the same exact order of strengths. Isn't that amazing? Yes. That is crazy, <laughs> mind-blowing. And nobody's looking at that. And I use that to say, you know what? You were created with a purpose. You were created unique. There's nobody like you. Nobody has the. You, you can have somebody with the same strengths, but not with the same intensity because you are unique. I'm telling you that I'm preaching at work, because that's exactly what I tell them. So, isn't that mind blowing? Like your your strengths, your the power that comes from God is so unique that it's your DNA. Nobody has your DNA. No one has your DNA. No one has your fingerprints. Think about that. God did you not just create you. I'm going to create something. I'm just going to create this. No, He created us wonderfully and fearfully to be a. Oh. Like when the artist finished an art piece, he looked at them like. Oh. And then when we look ourselves in the mirror and we don't like what we see, you know what we're saying to the Creator? I don't like what you did. I don't like what you made. I really don't like that. So we basically are saying to God, we're offending God, that He did not, is saying to Him, you did not do a good job. You did not do a good job, so I have to fix everything. Again, I'm not saying that we should not take care of our bodies. I'm saying that we need to accept us for who we are and not trying to disguise and be somebody else and tell the creator, I don't like what I see. You with me? All right. There's another text that I want to share with you. God created human beings, his self-image. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He did not just create women, right? Male and female. We were created through God's image. So when I look at the mirror, who am I seeing? I'm seeing his image. I'm seeing his image. So every time we look at the mirror, we are seeing God's image. Not just the creation, but the image. I can, only, I can imagine God looking himself in the mirror and say, wow, I'm going to create a whole human beings just like me. Just like me. Because I like what I see. Right? Yeah, I like what I see. So we need, every time I invite ladies and gentlemen in here, every time you look at the mirror, seek God's image. Seek God's image. Don't try to seek somebody else's image. Because you're unique. Again, you are very unique. Here's another text that I want to share with you: "God created you for something special. He chose you, not anybody else. First Thessalonians says, "For you, we know brothers and sisters loved by God, that He has chosen you. He gave you strengths, unique strengths, your talents, your spiritual gifts, for a specific purpose. For nobody else has the same purpose as you. Nobody else. So in order for you to find this true identity that we are talking about, this self-image, you need to understand God's plan for your life. And in order for you to understand God's plan, you need to spend time with the creator. You need to stop to hear his gentle whisper voice. Yes. Yes. That's how we find really a true identity. I didn't say change. I said find your true identity. So we need to make sure that we understand that God created us for a special mission. And the special mission is not only on Sunday. The special mission is at the workplace as well. It's wherever you are, cleaning, painting, whatever you're doing in an office, because our job should be, uh, you know, our job, our workplace work place should be a pulpit, all right? Because what we do should be the result of who we are in Christ. And it doesn't matter where we are. We should be the true identity, no masks, remember the masks? We should be that true identity. We should behave in a way that without words, we will influence everybody around us, especially in the workplace, especially in the workplace. And I truly believe that God has a ministry for me in the workplace, and I, and I can see it. Yes. And I know he's, he's already using me. He's already using me. I, I, I say that. So what is your purpose? Are you spending time with God to really find that purpose, to really find what's, what he, he chose you for? So let's take a look at another, um, another scripture here that it says that be what you were made to be. We already spoke about that, but the Bible says, what I, when, I, when I started my sermon, I said, you know, the Bible will define, uh, will answer all those questions. So the Bible says we, are, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. That's Romans uh, 12, 6. So since we, are, we find ourselves really created by God in a, such a marvelous way, such a fearful way, we need to make sure that we understand what we are made to be, our purpose in life. Okay? And, and also not trying, again, to be somebody else, to be a cookie cutter, right? So if it was that easy to create... Uh, you know, a human being will have, you know, clones of us all over the place, all over the place, right? And what my point in here is, again, the devil uses, let's start from the beginning, right, the beauty, the influence, that behavior, to really destroy God's plan, destroy the self-image, destroy our mission, right, destroy our purpose, and, and also make sure that we are rejecting being the image of God. Because the devil was the one who wanted to be that special person, right? And, he, and, and his plan is to destroy everything that God created. starting from the source. starting from the source. But we are just in such a hurry today that we don't stop to really pause and listen to God's voice. That everything around us just becomes so common become just so natural, right? The business of our lives becomes so natural that we go to the mirror every day, we get ready, but we don't pause to really admire God's creation and really understand, like ask him every morning. So God, what is the plan you have for me today, right? What do we do? We just have that checklist. I want to do this. 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 I learned my lesson yesterday. <laughs> the house is still dirty. I don't care. Yeah, I really don't care. Yeah, i still there. And I'm traveling tomorrow, honey. It's on you to clean the house during the week. <laughs> so, I, I, I just don't have a lot to say this morning, but I want to just influence you to stop and think. Stop and think. I am wonderful and fearful made. I am a creation of God. Accept to you for who you are, right? There is a video that I want to show right now before I conclude my message that it's so powerful. Maybe that's why I have the tissue here. And I probably already saw this video, but it it just it, it just resumes everything that I just said to you in the past few minutes, 40 minutes in here. So let's watch this video before I conclude the message. We are awesome! We are awesome! We are God's masterpiece one more text before we go says for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance to us to do we are God's masterpiece we are not God's catches we are not God's rough draft we are his masterpiece why change it Why change the masterpiece of the creator? I want to invite you all today, men and women, to accept you as God's masterpiece. You are awesome. You are awesome. You are who you are. And tell Satan, not today, Satan, because today I am making peace with the mirror. I'm accepting to be the image of God. Are you ready today to accept who you are, to be an image of God? To accept accept your true beauty, your true identity. Take those masks and throw away. And be who you are. Be what you do. Don't worry about what others think of you. Because you are a child of God. You are a son of God. And he made you with a purpose. Find your purpose in God. Bem...